start this morning and I told you um, I didn't know where I was going to start from until I started wishing Pastor Pinter a happy birthday. Um, and we're going to start from, I believe, we're going to start from our normal scripture, Mark chapter 4. Um, and then we'll get into a little bit of topic today. I saw Pastor Oni and I thought, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, he was saying, he was teaching us what, what time is for what, so what years are for what. So he began to say in your 20s, that time is not for, is, is for community. It's not for just trying to search what will be the money-making factor, but it's for community. But let's start with the scripture and then we'll, and we'll go from there. Mark chapter 4, I said to the guys on Sunday, I said to them that actually what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to teach you the word onto the point where when someone tells you where is the Bible verse that says the sower sows the word, you will already be able to tell them off your head because you've been taught over and over. So do you know what this, this week will be for us? Teaching week. So our leadership is going to be teaching week this week. So we're just going to teach one scripture over and over and over. And let's see where that scripture leads us for the rest of the week. I hope you also got... I, what, what are the things I want you to learn from teaching week? How to study. I want you to see that from Mark 4, the inspiration of the word will come to you. And then from Mark 4, you will go to different scriptures because of just one word. So we were having a major discussion yesterday, myself, Pastor Lloydie and Pastor LaBelle, we were in my room and we were discussing and we were saying, what, what, how do people make it in the nation? How do people become something through the nation, through service? Or the question that started was, how do you remain relevant in the world and how do you remain relevant in the church at the same time? And we were beginning to discuss that topic, but we then came to certain scriptures and I, I want us to keep these scriptures in the back of our mind while we begin to talk. So this week is teaching week and we're going to begin to dive into scriptures and look at scriptures and begin to dissect scriptures. So if you've got your word with you on this bank holiday, let's do Mark chapter 4 together. Let's do Mark chapter 4 together and then we'll see where we take it from here. But this time in Mark chapter 4, we're going to start from verse 10. So, Minister Mimi, when you're ready, just take it away. But when he was all alone, mm -hmm. those, those around him with the twelve asked, yeah. him, asked him about the parable. Mm. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Mm. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So, first things first. The one thing you have to cement your heart on is that to me, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Every government that currently reigns today, there are secrets to their operation that we don't know. That if you are in leadership or you are in high, power, I mean, high positions of power in those governments, you will know the secrets to their operation. But God says to you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom. So the first, you know, one of the things I love about God, his secrets are made public. So to be, to be honest with you, when he was alone, he began to speak to his disciples. 
but what he speaks to the disciples in the secret, their lives will be able to be read so that these secrets will be made public. Do you understand that? So now we're reading, it says, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to everybody outside. So what the first thing I have to determine if I'm going to make it in my journey is to come inside. Because you have to be able to demarcate between those who are outside and those who are inside. Remember, remember this. All the people that gathered, crowds gathered around God. Yeah, and when they gathered around God, there were people that were outside and there were people that were inside, but they were all in the same place. So outside and inside is a matter of heart. Depending on how you have decided to go inside, because when Jesus was alone, these disciples began to flock to Jesus and began to ask him questions. And he told them that although you were all in the same place, there are some that are considered outsiders. And outsiders, uh, I must be honest with this, I can't sugarcoat this, outsiders is a perspective of God. So whether you are outside or inside is God's perspective, not man's. Do you know there can be man that can try to bring you inside? But God considers that person as an outsider. So he says to you, and one of the things I've been saying, I've been saying it so loudly, I've been, I've been screaming it from the rooftop, and because these words are so simple, you can almost think that they're not powerful. I said every problem, every situation, every trouble, every rising, every success, every failure, every mistake, every, every perfection that you achieve is a you problem, not a God problem. God, I said to the girls yesterday, and I was, I was, give me time today, I'm teaching today, so give me time. I said to the girls yesterday, I said to them, that one of the things I need you to understand is that God is not coming to give you anything. I need you to get that into your head. Because if you get that into your head, then you will have a consciousness that you're walking with God. God is not working for you. You know people's relationship with God is not a walk. It's, a, it's God working for you. God works on the inside of you so that you can walk with him. But whatever you produce is based on your walk. So, I never, I, I told them clearly, the first thing you have to cement yourself in is that God is not coming to give you anything. Your walk will bring you inside. And when it brings you inside, you will begin to get secrets revealed to you. And then based on what you seek, if you seek the secrets of God, if you seek the inside, the inner courts of God, then things will be added and you will become a model of a generation that is yet unborn. But let me stick with scripture. So when they were alone. But to those on the outside, mm -hmm. everything is said in parables. Everything is said in stories. So one of the things that I've learned over time is that in, in my life, you give people free opportunities to, to hear the truth and to do the truth, 
And when you realize that somebody doesn't have an appetite for the truth, you just start telling them stories. You know, so someone now I know someone will be thinking in his head, in their head, oh my days. Um, when he sit down with me, how many stories does he tell me? Because you don't waste truth on people. Oh my days. I don't know where I don't know where I'm gonna to go today. I'm trying to keep myself calm, but you don't waste truth on people that can't hear truth. You know the nation is interesting. You know, I, I said something, I said, do not get caught up in church politics, right? I, you know, I always tell you, be aware of church politics. But can I also tell you something? Also know how to be political. Know when somebody will remain in your life, but as far as the truth is concerned, they will not be effective in that arena. There are people, there are people that you will carry throughout life that's tough right so everybody is in the church everybody's in the church and they're shouting amen amen i believe i believe and some people even say they're going to become a billionaire can i tell you the honest truth today there are people that will never become it that's tough pill to swallow and that's not me sending a curse on anybody. They will never become it because they refuse to they refuse to come inside. I'm going I'm still coming to scriptures. Remember this is only the foundation of opening. I also said to the girls yesterday, although although there can be people that pastors and leaders like, that doesn't mean that they will become what God wants them to become. It doesn't mean that they will then take on the journey or the destiny that God wants them to take on. Remember that many of us started this journey together. Many of us said we love Pastor Toby together. There are some people that at a time looked like they even loved Pastor Toby more than I did. And probably they did. But a, a, a pastor's love for a person and a person's love for their pastor does not mean that they will come inside. It's good, it should help, but it doesn't mean that they will come inside. So, it looks like it's frozen or breaking up a bit. I don't know if that's just me. Is it okay for everybody else? Yeah? It's good? Okay. I'm on. So, no, it's fine. Okay, awesome. So, a pastor's love for a person is only going to make sure that they have opportunity to come inside. But it doesn't mean that that person is going to reach their destination. So, or it doesn't mean that that person is ordained even to reach that destination. So I told them, this is what I told them. I said to them, as much as you love certain people, know that the rising of a man is in God's hands. It is determined by God, not you. All you can do is preach the word of God. But whether they will rise or not is up, is up to them, really, but determined by God. So it's between them and God. So that was me just explaining outside and inside people. But then go on, Minister Mimi. Let's read and go where we're going. 
But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, mm. so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, mm. and ever hearing, but never understanding. So these people, remember, they saw the same things that the apostles or disciples saw, but they never what perceived it. Oh my days. There are people that see things, but their perceptions don't change. And the problem is, life is based on how you perceive, not how you see. Your seeing is order, is it, it comes in order to change your perspective. Not, so if, you're, if you see things and your perspective don't change, then guess what? You still remain outside. So God brings you inside based on your perspective of how you see him. Based on your perspective of how you see life. And yesterday, I love the word because it was almost like everything we had done in leadership class was a lead up to hear what we heard yesterday. Everything God will do, every time you will be brought inside will be based on your perspective. See it, read that again for me. They may be ever seen, but never perceived. They will be ever seen, but they will never perceive. So what is the community at large at the moment? There are people who see, but they can't perceive. What is the difference between a nation leader, a national leader, a, a pastor, a true, genuine, generation-changing pastor, and a person that just is doing church, their perception? Some things that you perceive, like church is for nations. So there are people in the congregation that hear the same word that will never perceive the word that they're hearing. They, you, know, <laughs> you know the greatest gift that, a, that God can give to a man? The ability to perceive men. That is the greatest gift that God can give to a man. You remember the, wood, the widow? I perceive that this is a what? A man of God. So this scripture teaches us that, look, ever seeing, but never perceiving. So one of the first things you're going to deal with this morning is our perspective. You know, people can see their problems, but they don't perceive what this problem is. <laughs> they don't perceive what the problem is. You know, oh my days. Do you know, right, that after a while in church, you know your perspective can change. Understanding the concept will help us to never be offended by a person's behavior because you don't, you know, if you respond to what you see, if you respond to what you see alone, then you're in problem. Because you, when you see, then you've got to take it to your conversion bank, which is your perspective. You've got to see another person's, you've got to see another person's actions from your perspective. Now, your perspective is not your emotion. Just to make it clear. You know, you can, you can react emotionally to what someone is doing. No, you've got to take it to your perspective. What is your perspective? The word. Mm. The word is my perspective. So, do you know what happens? People sit in church for a long time and then their perspective changes. You know when you first come to church and you're mad excited about the word, right? Then you get into a few relationships in church and 
Can I just quickly put something there as I go into that? I've always said this to people. Your, how are you becoming the realm of church, in quote? Even though for me, church is the most powerful institution in the world. What you become in the realm of church is based on who you, who you find first. There can be jokers in church. And it's always based on who you find first. I'm telling you the honest truth. If you become a prayer man, it is also based on who you find first. Because people will only tilt you to what they're inspired by. So if a young man is inspired by fornication, right, let me tell you something. You will also be inspired by it. Because you will only, you will only tilt to what you are, what you only tilt to your, what your association is. So when you come to church, you better hope that God sends the right person to greet you. <laughs> that's political, right? Yeah. And that's why I always tell people, in church, in, in leadership, the ability to rise in life is based on making right decisions. How do you discern right leaders? How do you discern people that, are, that you're supposed to submit your life to? Because they don't point you to anything but the word of God and prayer. Anything else you do with those people outside of the word of God and prayer, that is a personal choice. That is a personal choice. So, now, why did I say that? Because remember we were talking about people getting into certain relationships in church and then their perspective changes. They stop perceiving the word that they're hearing. They just hear it. They just see the Pastor Toby preaching or the Pastor Sam preaching or the Pastor Dami preaching or the Pastor Nikki or the Pastor Onyeka Obi preaching. They just see the Pastor Ndidi's preaching but they never take time to perceive the word anymore. They don't go to their perception bank. Ah, that's right. If you meet Thomas first, you will doubt. <laughs> that's right. Because remember that Thomas can only lead people according to his kind. Uh, yeah. When Jacob married, oh my days, he married according to Laban's culture. Mm. You have to, look, I'm doing, this is leadership, right? So, and we're teaching. So, remember this. When Jacob married, he married according to Laban's culture. So, who the father he met, the father he submitted to, was going to lead him into his culture. So, if somebody has a culture of rebellion, then they're going to lead you into that culture. I'm not saying this because anybody is rebellion. I'm talking about finding right leadership and also getting yourself into into the inside of God's sayings. The reasons why people remain outside, God sees that this person's perspective is twisted. And all it takes for a person's perspective to be twisted is who you discuss the word with sometimes. You know, people can talk the word to wherever they want it to be. Let me leave that so we don't go into politics, even though we got to be political. They may be ever seeing, yeah? Definition of perceived, sir. Go on. All right. Let's read it. To come to realize, mm -hmm. to know. So, <laughs> I love this. It says, the definition of perceived is to come to realize. Mm -hmm. So, remember we said, do not respond to what you see. 
Because if you see a person's actions and, oh my day, do you know how powerful that is? You see a person's actions. Like, I was dealing with a situation the other day, right? And I was, you know, I was giving advice to one of the leaders. They were dealing with a situation. I don't really like dealing with situations anymore. Like I told you, if you want allocation, it's not flex for me. It's problems. So I've, I'm, I'm open for problem allocation if you're, if you're interested. Like, I can allocate problems to you. So a leader was dealing with a situation, uh, or a situation. And when she was dealing with the situation, I told her, you responded based on what you saw. I told her now, you've got to now understand that most times when you respond based on what you see, you may not be angry, but what will be the production of it is conflict. Because you, but you know what will happen? When you finally sit down to listen, you will come to realize. You will come to realize that things were not the way you thought they were. Because you didn't take it, first of all, to your perception bank. So when people act in a certain way, the first thing you have to do is you actually, you actually have to calm down, take a moment, and then take it to your perception bank. Because from your perception, you will come to realize that this person is acting this way, maybe because of this or maybe because of that. People do not come to realize. They respond based on what they see. But there's something more powerful than seeing. It's perceiving. So God detailing to us today that people actually see all the time. Do you know why it's possible to be blind and rule the world? Because if you're blind but you can perceive, you're, you're, you're better than a man with sight. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're listening to me this morning. Your perception bank. If you're blind but you can, but you can perceive, you're better than a man with sight. How does a blind man know when he's at home? He perceives that this is his house. Oh, my days. So... So what, did it, so what did God do to the blind man Bartimaeus? He said to him, the blind man Bartimaeus was crying for sight. But then God didn't give him sight at first. He gave him perception. He said, do, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees. No, you didn't see men as trees. You perceived that men were like trees. Seeing beyond the physical reality, that's it. And you know I'm talking about something bigger, but I'm giving you it in, it, it, in small doses. So now, Bartimaeus can see that the he can perceive the original state of men is trees. But then he said, oh, no, but that was, you wanted more, right? You wanted to now begin to see men as other men see men. The difference between leaders is that they're able to see men how other men can't see them. Mm. And we ain't even where we're going. So they're able to see men how other men can't see them. Remember this. Remember that I, I think I was saying it to Pastor Doidi and Pastor LeBell again yesterday. I said, look, one of the things is, you see, for me, you can see me, you can see me sitting down and talking with Pastor Morris. And you can see me talking, sitting down and talking with Pastor Terry. There, for me, there's no difference. Because I don't see men how other men see men. You know, people usually flock to where they're comfortable. That's the normal habitat of people. But what I, what I tend to try and do is I try to go against the grain. And why am I saying this? So that you can understand that when we're talking leadership, these are the things that we're meant to, or what looks good. Yes, yeah, so what makes them comfortable, what looks good. That's right, Pastor Evan. So let's read on. Let's read on, because we've got to get past this, right? 
They may be ever seeing, mm. but never perceiving. Yeah. Ever hearing, but never understanding. Ever hearing, but never understanding. You notice that's what that's what happens to people. And you you know one of the things that you'll be begging is like, I pray you understand. And and the problem is, let me tell you the problem. You cannot. You cannot understand if you thinking if you think that hearing alone is good enough. You know there was times when I was so fed up. You got to listen to me now. There was times where I was so fed up with the state. Maybe I was, I just I had debts and I was so broke and stuff like that. And I'm speaking to you from the heart now, so. Whatever I was, I had debts and I was so broke, I, or I was tired of my sinful state because I would be making mistakes or stuff like that. And then I, I would turn on a. You've done it twice now. Now, 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 now it's time. <laughs> Sharif is about to get on his sister's birthday. Sorry, guys. You know me. You know how I am. You know how I behave. So. So now, you listen to this. So I was fed up my heart. I was fed up in my heart. I was like, no, I'm tired of this. I'm not tired of church. I'm just tired of this situation. I'm tired of it. So do you know what I would do? I would seek to understand the word. You know, you know that statement right there? You, it may sound so simple. Word is so powerful. You know when others are talking in the word, right? And they're saying one of this thing, and you're just in my head, I'm thinking, shut up, I need to understand this. You know when you're sharing revelation with one another, even though the person there's another person sharing revelation at the same time. I'm thinking in my head, shut up, I need to hear this. I need to hear this because I need to understand it. I need to understand what it's saying. Yeah, I you know, because you can share revelation with one another because you're not trying to understand what the revelation coming out from the top right now is saying. But I'm sitting there trying to understand. Trying to understand because I know that I'm not happy with my, with my situation. I know. So I'm, I'm thinking, look, you guys do what you, whatever you need to do. But right now, what I'm hearing, I need to understand it. It is not enough for me to hear it alone. I need to understand it. So what I've done or what I'm doing is I'm sitting down with the word and I've got to understand that I, just because it's going into my ears does not mean that it's gone into my hearing. Another point then, your hearing is actually what you understand. You cannot, everybody hears French. Remember this example? If someone wants to speak French today, everybody can hear it. But do you know that not everybody will understand what is being said? So if someone says, okay, um, today, do you hear, do you hear, let me use another language today. Um, well, give us a strange language. Um, what's the Namibian language? That one? Uh -huh. What's that one? Afrikaans. If you hear... <laughs> if you hear that language so we all heard it but somehow Namibians understand what it means 
I don't know how you understand what <laughs> it means, but fine. They heard it. They heard it. Yeah. So they heard it. You also heard it. You just didn't understand it. So listen to this now. If Lloyd says in the Namibian language, go to the shop and get me milk. The two people can hear it. But because one understands, they will act on the instruction. So, do you know that there can be many people in a congregation, everybody heard the word, but only a few people understand it. So you cannot act on hearing, you act on understanding. Mm. People, people will always feel, well, I was in church, I'm hearing the word, I'm hearing the word, but I don't know what to do next because you don't understand it. Until you understand that word. What people of the inside are people of understanding. So this person is sitting down. They're hearing the word. They're hearing the word. They even listen to their SoundCloud every morning. Well, they listen to the SoundCloud, but they didn't understand it. That's why I was saying to the girls yesterday, listen, this is the culture you adopt. Sit on one SoundCloud till the understanding of that SoundCloud is open. Mm. And most times, that understanding takes time. So, do you know what I do? Why do I open with Mark chapter 4? I open with Mark chapter 4 until you understand it. <laughs> it's going, so, people get tired of hearing. They don't get tired. Look, you can't get tired of hearing if you understand what is being said. But before they get the understanding, they get tired of hearing. So, he says... Ever seeing, never perceiving, ever hearing, but never understanding, go for it. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. See, the thing is, because if they understood, there would be an action. There would be a turning. So turnarounds come from perception and understanding. I keep these things in the forefront of your mind because one of the crucial questions that was asked me yesterday is such a sensitive question. Is what, is what? You're always going to be a model of the word. This is what I got from the conversation yesterday. Whatever you become is whatever models the word for you. So, you, people will look at you and say, you became this based on the word you were hearing. People will look at you, another person and say, they became this based on the word they were hearing. But, why, but then they will ask the question of, why did you become this and why did they become that? So I realized that what you become is based on your perception and understanding of what you're hearing or what you're seeing. But that's not what we're going. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? Mm. How then will you understand any parable? So he didn't say, don't you hear this parable. He said, don't you understand it? Because it is not whether you had it. Many people had Jesus, but not many people understood him. So it's not whether you heard the parable, it's whether you understand that parable in which is being said. So everybody can hear. So remember I said to you, I said this to you. Hearing is not enough. Understanding must be done. In order to do, you must understand. 
Remember, I use the example of language. If Lloyd speaks, can we say understanding can be a conscious decision, whilst hearing can be inevitable? Yes, so that's exactly what it is. So it's like, hearing is inevitable, but understanding is a conscious decision to hear. So some people show up on church on Sunday for many different reasons. But during the showing up in church on Sunday, you know when we used to be in buildings, the, during the showing up in church on Sunday, everybody made a, everybody was going to hear. But some people made the conscious decision that they're coming to hear the word of God and understand it. Sisters shouting, preach it, pastor, wow. I dare you to turn to your neighbor one day and just say, what is pastor saying? Just really turn to them and say, okay, what did pastor just say? Because you're there saying, wow. Whoa. Mm. You know, you know, you can be in an um church and be umming because the church ums. <laughs> you're just looking for, you know, sometimes I've heard stuff like the pastor says, God is. And then someone says, mm. <laughs> You think he's like, ah, God is what? <laughs> so you're like, sister, sister, the man hasn't even preached anything. Then you ask what scripture and they don't know. Exactly. So you don't know the scripture. You don't know where God is preaching or where pastor is preaching from. You just said, God is. You said, mm, yes, pastor. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And they're sitting forward like, mm, mm, mm. And I have no problem with the um person because I'm an um person myself. But I refuse to be an um person on nothing. <laughs> so I went to sleep thinking about it because I'm still on, I'm only on the introductory scripture. But I went to sleep thinking about it and I said, why do people become something in church and some don't? I think because... There are some people that are just thinkers. They think on what Pastor Toby is saying. They don't just accept it. I love Pastor Toby. I follow him. But let me tell you something. Everybody preaches, right? I don't accept it. I go back and I think on it. Do you know why? Because if I think on it, it will become a part of me. As a man thinks, in his heart. So do you know that scripture? As he thinks in his heart, it's first of all what he is thinking on. Oh my days. I think I might have to skip this in a moment. So it is what he is thinking on that he will begin to think about in his heart. So the way you cheat your thought pattern is have something that you're consistently thinking on. So now this sound cloud has come out and Pastor Toby has preached in the SoundCloud, but many people don't think on the SoundCloud that he's preaching on. So they don't grab the word and think with the word. I don't know how to explain this, but just say what I say the way I know it. They accept his words before they thought on it. Now, that do I love Pastor Toby? Yes. Do I follow Pastor Toby all the days of my life? Probably yes. Will I follow his instructions? Probably yes. But I know that my impact is on me thinking on his words. That's where my impact is. So it's not about Pastor Toby now. You know, it's easy to accept the words because you love the person. 
But you see, the words are not for the person. They're supposed to impact you, but you don't think on them. If you love somebody's words, you will think on them. You wouldn't accept them. Accepting, acceptance is easy. But did you just think about what he said? So that you can even go back to him and say, Sir, this didn't even make sense to me, really. What would you... <laughs> because the problem is, when you love someone so much, everything they will say will make sense to you. You know, sometimes it's like... And I think people find me weird. Like, sometimes I hear something and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, like, think about it. Like, first of all, allow it to go through your thought process so that you can... Because... Listen, you, you know the most people that I keep around me are people who can think. They, exactly. The words must become a reality to you. But they cannot become a reality to you until you think on them. So I said to myself, what makes people grow? They just don't accept the words. You know, it's easy. And I was saying to them, look, this, might, this is not supposed to diss anybody, but it will diss people because you know naturally I diss. So... So the whole nation, you now see the whole nation has glowed up on Instagram. You know why? Because the nation just tilts to whatever is going on now. Nobody thinks and says, okay, this is my name. This is what I'm going to do. Now, how do I think on this word to bring it into my lane? So the minute, like the other day, I saw one of the young men on, on Insta. Yeah, instead of like talking to people in Africa, I'm thinking, you did crazy. Like, when did you become an African um, um, consultant? You're not, even go You're not even going to Africa anytime soon. What are you doing in that space, for God's sake? People don't think. They're just looking for relevance. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I'm just looking and thinking, okay, let's see where this goes. Oh, yeah, we're going to shape politics in, in Africa. I'm thinking, yeah, somebody that's living in London and isn't going to Africa anytime soon. But there are men that are in that space. Why? Because they're going to that space. So, do you know, do you know, this is what actually bemuses me. If you sit down and you think, you will know what to do. But because you're not a thinker, you just rush to do certain things. So, for me, I'm only saying that to say, how do people continue to rise in the nation? They sit down and think. They think on the words that they're hearing. They're not quick to do certain things. The world belongs to thinkers. Forget what you know. Do you know that people have become successful based on think tanks? Just sitting down and thinking. I'll share with you a story. The day I went to prison, I was 17 years old. I mean, I was 18 years old. I think I, no, I was just about to turn 18. I sat down in 20, for 20, first day you go to prison, you're going to sit down for 23 hours. That's, that's what happened to me. So I sat down in my cell for 23 hours. Do you know what happened? I heard myself thinking. Do you know what I began to think about? I began to think about, how did you become this? And listen to me. In a world that is so fast-paced, people don't stop to think. 
even though you're in isolation, right? And meaning you're in quarantine and there's nothing going on, you don't have to go to work. Your phone is the first thing you're going to go to in the morning. You won't stop to have a moment of thinking. But you know what the Bible says? He says, God would do more than you can ever ask or do what? Think. So, as much as there is prayer, there's also thought. So what people don't do is that they don't think. They pray a lot. They pray and they ask God to bless whatever they're hustling to do now. And you know why I say these things? Because you don't want a guy to just become a hustler. You know there are some pastors today, older pastors that are really, their real definition, their job description is hustlers. That they know how to hustle, they're in everything. But you're thinking this guy, like, you, you have words of life in you. If you just sit and think, read on minister to me. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Hmm. Go for it. The farmer sows the word. He says, if you don't understand this parable, how then will you understand any parable? So what was Daniel's gift? Understanding. Not the ability... Interpretation, it comes from the root gift of understanding. You have an ability to understand. If you can understand the word, you'll be able to understand enigmas. But what is the issue? A situation is in front of you and you can't understand it. Why? Because you don't have the ability to understand the word either. So you never sought the ability or the gift called understanding. And remember one thing, a man's gift will make room for him. So people thought the gift or the talent was the ability to play football. That's not a gift because gifts are supposed to never run out. But why would your, your, your football career has a time span? So, but the gift of understanding will work for you in any time and in any season. So you look, so why do we, are we able to look at problems and understand this problem or perceive this problem? Because we first spent a lot of time looking at the word. Look at this now. So now this guy has spent a lot of time looking at the word so he understands the word. He first of all spent a lot of time looking at it and now he perceives the word. So now because that gift is be, has been given to him, he can look at life for a long time and understand it. Mm. So for me, I'm saying, okay, he says here, do you not understand this parable? How can, how then can you understand any other parable? Jesus saying to them that if you have the understanding, you will be able to understand anything that comes your way. So I understood something. I look at the word. I hear the word in order to get the gift called understanding. The word is a cheat code. You want to understand business. You want to understand how to grow your business. You want to understand how to, how to grow in family life. You want to understand how to grow in family. You first of all have to sit down with the parable called the word. When God invites you inside, he will give you the gift called understanding. Let's read on. Definition of understanding. Go for it. The faculty of the human mind mm -hmm. by which it apprehends the real state of things presented to it. Oh my God. Read it again one more time. 
the faculty of the human mind by which it apprehends the real state of things presented to it. The faculty of the human mind, which by which it does what? It apprehends the real state of things. Which it apprehends the real state of things that what? Presented to it. That is presented to it. What we're reading right now is the definition of understanding. It is the faculty of the human mind that apprehends the real state of things. Remember we were talking about the actions of people. But you see, the actions of somebody is not the real state of things. So the faculty of the human mind that apprehends the real state of things that are presented to it. So now this person, let me tell you, whoever does not succeed in life lacks understanding. They can never perceive or, or they can never see the real state of things. So now, so he says, if you do not understand this parable, you will not understand anything. So, the, <laughs> oh my days, people never really saw the real state of the word. They heard it, but they never understood the real state of things. So when they were hearing Joseph, they weren't hearing the real state of what Joseph meant in their generation. Understanding. So now he reads on and he says, now let's get into the sower sows the word. Because before this, you would have thought there were two different things that Jesus was talking about. But now he goes on to say, what does he say, Minister Mimi? Let's read. The farmer sows the word. The farmer sows the word. But he sows it into people, right? And these people that will succeed with these words have two things, perception and understanding. They are able to perceive. And we read the definition of perceive earlier. They are able to perceive and they are able to understand. They have the faculty called the human mind that is able to see the real state of what has just been sown in there. Oh my God. Do you know that sometimes you understand timelines? You know, Pastor Shadia, Pastor Shadia, when she said earlier in life, when she began to say that, I'm going to give this journey 10 years. Do you know that that was a word that came to her? It was, it was a word that came to her because she understood something. So when understanding came to her, she was able to respond to understanding and say, okay, so my timeline is 10 years. I cannot judge this thing before 10 years. Oh my days. I don't think you understand how powerful the word is. She thought she would have just been acting because it came from her mind. But it didn't come from her mind, it came from her understanding. <laughs> but your understanding will always look like it just came from your mind. So you are the people that exist and run in the work. The people that receive the word in their heart. But then it goes into the understanding of the mind. And through the understanding of the mind, they begin to conceive what they need to do next. So, what do you, who are the people that fail? Those that don't have a process of thinking. Stop looking for where to fit, fit in. Look for what to think of. Shall I say that again for you? Stop looking for where to fit in. Look for what to think of. Some clouds are to be fought on. They're, you know PT's preachings, they're like thought-provoking situations. You know, the issue with churches, they make church so spiritual. But do you know that it's not your spirit that needs transforming, it's your mind? <laughs> I know this, the things I say go against the things we usually hear. 
not need to be transformed. Your mind does. So actually, most times I tell people, he says, sir, how do I become more spiritual? I'm like, please don't become more spiritual. Become more mentally balanced. You see, young men, they're not mentally balanced. They, they have issues. Like, some of the young men, when they, sorry guys, it's your day today. When they come into my room, they, you see them looking like, and I'm like, what is it? What? What is it? What? And so, you know, it's like there's a space in their mind. You know, like a vacuum that, that needs to be filled. That's, so, in my head, I'm like, damn, this TV, TV, the roads, um, college, all of these things have just damaged this brain. And then when you start saying, what is it, what is it, then they walk out the room. And you're thinking, so this man just came into my room and he's not going to talk. <laughs> but, they, but God's grace is working with them. So, I like shock people. I was once slow. I'm telling you the truth. But I realized that putting pressure on myself made me fast. Well, not putting pressure on myself. Someone putting pressure on me. <laughs> so, I know this with Pastor Daniel. <laughs> Pastor Daniel typing. He said, living vegetable. <laughs> and you're just speaking, ha. They'll just be looking at you. Exactly. PT would say, talk, man. Like, why are you just looking at me? I say, I'm sad. I'm sad. I just speaking. But you know what you would love more? If they came in, they talk boldly, like, sir, this, this is what we're doing. And you're just thinking, why can't you open, open mouth? It's like, it's like, it's like there's, the command center is under attack. So when, they, when they're trying to speak, it's like, they, first of all, they have to do the equation. It says, okay, first of all, open the door to peace and room, and then click enter if you want to talk. So it's like, enter. It's like, oh, no, we didn't do it fast enough. Now peace and talking. It's like, okay, 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 okay. Walk out the room now. Okay, peace and says doesn't walk, don't walk out the room. Okay, come back and leave. Okay, now talk. Talk, talk, talk now. And before the mind will respond to what the no, before the mouth will respond to what the mind is saying, it takes time, it's a journey. So it's like it travels through the mouth, I mean through the um, head down to the nose, then it finally gets in the mouth and says, okay, yes, sir. Um, 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 um. So then the mouth now has to, pro the mind now has to process the sentence that they want to say. It's long. I'm telling you. It's long. And it happens so, so it's like it's just, like, it's like all of them. I don't know what is going on in the, maybe it's the water that they're drinking. No bad, bad okay. Wi-Fi is slow. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Brain is receiving so much info. <laughs> you know, there's too much information going on in the brain. And I know I'm saying it about young men, but I'm also talking about, I'm talking about that, that generation is like, ah, they're so weird. Unbelievable. But I don't blame you. So, First of all, the first, anybody that's a leader today, let me tell you the first work you will have to do with that generation 
just get their mind, their mind and their mouth to work in sync. And that takes a lot of, you know, you're going to hammer like, talk, talk, what is it? Just comes, you come into my room and you're looking at me like, like I want you here. I don't want you here. So then, it's like, oh yes, I just came to get your Bible. So, 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 that's, that's what you've got to look at me for? You couldn't just open your mouth and say, sir, where's your Bible? Why? So yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll stop now. I'll stop. I'll stop. God bless them. They're trying. They're trying to receive a Bible. Like, as in, so when, when we're talking nation taking, this one, just to take Bible is a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my. You know, no, I have to continue. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, look at this. And you know, they mean so well. And you can see on their face, right? Like these guys mean well. But their mind is so slow. So it's like they can't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Please refresh. So, like, for example, right? So Pastor Patrick one day, sorry Pastor Patrick, but he's, a, he's an awesome preacher by the way. So that so he, one day he turns to Pastor Listen and says, Sir, I mean Ma, I'm gonna be getting your door for you. Right? Listen to this. I'm gonna be nothing wrong, like listen, I can open my own door. I don't need you to get my door, you get what I mean? And that's how I behave. But it, I don't know why I just behave that way. Okay, cool. So now, so now he's he wants to get the door. But he's looking at the girl walking to the car. Guy, if you're going to get the door, you have to be in front of the lady. So what then he does, then you see him running behind like, oh, he's got to run and catch up. You know what's happened? You know what's happened? The mind has just caught up. The mind has caught up to the fact that, oh, wow. Oh, oh, I'm going to go and open the door. Oh, the processing factory has, has just rebooted. I just have I just have to use it as an example. I don't know why we got into that, but you know, I just came to say my L's online. Right, so exactly so so and then sometimes you'll see them hesitating like now, not now, now, no, no, now, no, no, Because they want to get it like it's like it's like they're waiting for the right timing. So you can see their mind like Protocol malfunction. <laughs> Cop is still working on Windows 98. <laughs> and some of these guys weren't even born in 98. That's the problem. Alright. Guys, let me go back to what we're talking about. I've got 15 more minutes. I think we started at 11.15, right? So... I've got 50 more minutes. So he says, the farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path mm. where the word is sown. So remember, we've already, we've done, we've done this already. We said, whatever you become is God's harvest. People will always try to teach us out of, out of being, being loyal to men. But, as far as you 
know that the guy that you're loyal to is a farmer. Then remember that what he's looking for in you is harvest. You raise people in order for people to become your harvest. So what do you do when you get to the banking field or the banking arena? You raise people there. Why? So that people will become your harvest. So whatever they become in the banking world will be as, as a result of whatever you sold as a seed there. So I always tell people, don't have a mentality that the sower sows the word in order for you to become great. No, the sower sows the word in order for you to be able to raise an army. It is the people that you raise that will then be the crown of your greatness. And that's why it's very, under, it's very important to understand that past, uh, this church called Smart Nation, what will make you great here is your ability to raise people. So what's your service? The ability to raise people. I said, we were talking yesterday and I said, most times the people I talk to are the people I'm on mission with. Outside of that, I, everybody must have a, a mission statement. So I looked at a young man, he told me, sir, you know, I'm tired like, of, of these repentant speeches from people. Like, sir, oh, I've been lazy, if I'm quite honest. People know how to talk bad about themselves, you know. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm lazy if, I've been, if I'm quite honest. Oh, I haven't really been, you know, performing the way I should be performing, you know, and stuff like that. In my head, I'm just thinking, mm, mm. I know you want me to allow you to do something. Let's get to the point. So he's now saying, okay, he wants to become, um, he wants to go back into certain things and stuff like that. So I said to him, okay, let me try you with something. And then I saved his name on my phone. So what I'm doing now is I'm saving my name on, um, on my, I'm saving names on my phone according to their if in according to what I think they will become. So some if you're like if you're on my phone as nobody number one, Jesus. don't worry about it because God is still working on you. But nobody's on my phone as nobody number one. I've got things like um debt repayment on there. You know, like somebody is a debt repayment, that's their name title. Um because that's all they will ever be in one's life. And um and then I've got things like, what else do I put on it? But I put him as young potential. But remember that potential itself is just potential. You know, this person has the potential to be great. But they may never be great. You know, I said, I think I was saying it to the house of recruitment. I said, when you start to regret, know that you've missed something. When you start to regret, know that you've you've really missed a step. You said, I wish I would have done this. And can I also say something, Joe? This is very important. You can't regret in your 20s, by the way. I don't even think you can. You can start, when you cross 35, you can start regretting. So those that are 19, please don't think you're in a rush anywhere because you're not. I think the minute you cross 35, you can start regretting, oh, maybe I did this, da, 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 because I, I think that's the age that you cross. But no one tells me I'm 24, I regret my life. I say, bro, you still like, have like 15 years. 
to turn it around. What are you talking about? So I have 15 years to turn it around. So the soul souls the word. So let's finish, let's go back to that scripture. I'll just finish off this morning. I've I've managed to talk all the way through. Um, but let's go back to that scripture in Proverbs chapter 23. Verse 7. From verse 6, sir. From verse 6, go for it. <clears throat> do not eat the food of a begrudging host. Mm. Do not crave his delicacies. For he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Mm. Eat and drink, he says to you, mm. but his heart is not with you. Mm. You will vomit up the little you have eaten and will have wasted your compliments. Mm. Did he read verse 7? I missed it. Yes, sir, I'll read no, it again. Yeah. Do not eat the bread of a miser, mm. nor desire his delicacies. Yeah. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Today, if I establish anything, is that the world belongs to thinkers. Like, let me just say it this way. You are who you think, what you think. You are, if I can just keep saying that, you are what you think. So if a man thinks he's broke today, then he's broke. But if he can perceive that currently he just doesn't have money, that's a difference. So in these moments, I'm, I told you, for me, these are practical things. What keeps somebody at the cutting edge, it is not their spirit, it's their mind. The spirit doesn't need transforming, the mind does. So that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Once the spirit accepts Christ, once you pray and you're in the word, the spirit will always be nourished. But you see, with that mind, you can be a good man in your heart and a bad man in your mind. <laughs> it is that mind you need to sit with. It is that mind, your mind, you need to sit with. If you sit with your mind and you begin to get, to begin to think on the word. You know, the generation is at risk, not because of the things that they do or they don't say. It's because of the things that they think. Look at black Twitter. Oh my God, mindless. They don't have mind to think. They don't have mind, they don't have a process of thinking. They don't have a process in, when they, in which they think things through. Do you know that is the downfall of many men? They don't have a process in which they think their finances through. They don't have a process in which they think. Don't think because you love somebody. You know, many people got themselves in trouble because of their love for someone. Let me tell you something. Your love for someone must go through a process of thinking. Why? You must be able to tell why you love somebody. It goes through a process of thinking. Who that person is in your life goes through a process of thinking. You can't just come and live life based on how you feel. I live life based on how I think. If you don't have a process of thinking, your feeling will trump your thinking. I'm telling you the truth. So you will, basically, you will respond to everything on how you feel. I feel this person doesn't like me. But you will not think as to, to reasons why they may not like you. 
If you're the youngest watching me today, have a process of thinking. You know, if you think well, your friends will change, right? <laughs> friends are based on how you think. People have... <laughs> oh, my day. Let me just leave it because I'll end up in that this zone again. But I'm just telling you from, from scriptures, as a man thinks in his heart, and I think we dealt with what we need to see in our thinking pattern, perception, and understanding. So what is the word? What is a sound cloud? What is the Bible? Something to think on. Do you know what I wanted to really come and talk to you about, but I don't have time today? Look at this. Look at the amazingness. I've started reading my scriptures again this morning. Look at what Jesus, what God did. The wise men were looking for Jesus. Why? Because his star arose. Said so we saw the star of the man who was going to become the king of the Jews. But look at God's thinking. He put a king in a manger. So Herod was looking for a king. He wasn't looking for a manger. So what happened? Oh my days, I love scriptures, you know. When God begins to open your mind to scriptures, you begin to understand that the government will be looking for the next men who will take them over, but they will be looking in Oxford. They wouldn't be looking in Stockwell. Uh, so what God did was he birthed you in a manger. Your circumstances, your environment, the things that took you, the, the things that made you um, who you are today, right? The, the things that your negative circumstances or the negative environment that you was raised up in or the negative adversities that you went through, the things that um, you were raised in, they were your manger because he hid you there. Without those things, but that's the thinking of God. That's how God thinks. He thinks, okay, I want to birth a king now, but I'm going to birth him in a manger. So do you know they said they went to look inside of Bethlehem? So they would have been looking in the posh places of Bethlehem. But it was not in the posh places of Bethlehem. It was in the manger. But that's for another day. God birthed, God birthed the king of the Jews. Because remember, he wasn't the king of the Jews because, because he named himself the king of the Jews. When his star arose, the star that arose was actually the star called that gave a sign that the king of Jews had now been born. <laughs> That's for another day. Today is the process, your thinking process. Do I, do I think on the word? Do you open scriptures and think on this? For, for, the, for I know the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was yet very rich, he be, for my sake he became poor, that through his poverty I might become rich. Until you think on it, it cannot be as you think. Because it's as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. But whatever you think on, sometimes people think on their bad past. So that's what they are thinking in their heart. So you see, when I hear people talk, I know how they think. So your talk is just a response of how you think. So when you open your mouth and say, I've been so bad. Yeah, because it's in your mind that you've been so bad. Guys, remember this one fact. Remember it. People live according to their thinking. I don't care how much words you hear. 
And I'm bold to say it because I've seen people sit in church for five years and stay in the same place, meaning, and then they left. So, you're, so you can be hearing word after word after word, but you only live according to your thinking. So what is the word meant to do? It's meant to impact how you think and what you think on. People, if you don't accept these simple facts, and I can bet anybody, I can bet it on my life. Okay, now this man is, you see the processing factory that I'm talking about? You see the processing factory I'm talking about? And you know what? The mind, the mind would have told him, no, you've done it. You've done it. He would have said to him, he would have said to him, no, you've got it now. Go and click the button. Click it. But the donor didn't test whether he really had it. That's the third time. I'm sure, you know, like, sometimes I think Homer Simpson exists in these people's minds, you know. When I see the mind, I just think, oh, I just see it. I see Homer Simpson, I swear. <laughs> I see Homer Simpson. I just see a yellow man just sitting down with a big bang inside of the head, I swear. Eating donuts and drinking tea, I swear to you. No, I don't. I see, the, I see God. I, I see <laughs> I see God working on their mind. They say that you have to watch what he's saying now. So. <laughs> yeah. I see God working on them. I see the power of the Holy Spirit moving through their, their every move. And um, yeah. So guys, if you ask me what what we do on this bank holiday mo- Monday, you say, why are you so passionate about just this one thing? I think to be basic is to be mature. Your ability to do the simple. Okay, you sit down with the word. You've got your notepad there. You've got your Bible there. You think on this scripture. You think on what PT is seeing. You don't just say, wow, this is amazing. No, 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 no. Calm down. Make it make sense to your thinking. Let it, let it really have time in your factory called the mind. What is this word to um, Sharif? What is this word to, to Terry? What is this word to Patrick? Like, don't just come and, you know, you know, the nation is so bad. Let me tell you why. You can hear mysterious stuff and say, mm. you didn't know what the man just said, though. You just say, wow, that was powerful. <laughs> Those are the worst kind of people to hear you preach. The, the preacher will feel satisfied. But there's no substance to what he was saying. You know what you, you should be begging God for? People that will hear you and say, Sir, you didn't make sense today. You know, what, what does this mean? You know, that's when you will actually grow and you will think. So this one is saying, Oh, God, this and that is this, that, this, that. And then the person next to him, the next one is like, man, wow, this is, mm, 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 mm. But he didn't say anything. Although I agree with encouragement, because I encourage a lot, like, even when I don't hear what they say, I, my day. Like, you know when they came and said, I'm not just a water bender, I'm a fire bender. Remember when they said that? I was, I was first one, wow, wow, 
speaking, I'm only using it to illustrate a point. That think on words. Think on words. And it's true. If you would have thought, wow. Wow, I really did. Because everybody stood up. Yeah. But the problem is, people do not grow on those words. They grow on thought through words. So the next generation of leadership the next generation of leadership is people who know how to think. They don't just even, they can even think with situations of what's going on in generation. Like they can think with the word, they can think through Joseph's life. And they can come to deliver sound words. But they're young. So don't feed people with, with, with fat alone. Fat is good for showbiz. Like, Trust me, I know that you gotta, you got to put on a show for people. Fat is good for showbiz. But under the fat, let there be healthy options. Things that provide vitamins for the growth of people. But in order to do that, there must be thought through, there must be thought process. Because thought process is what will impact decision making. So we keep revisiting this thing called thinking. The ability to think through things. Somebody behaves in a way and the first thing is not to get angry. You know, people do that. I remember, let me not even remember anybody right now. But there's always somebody when I think of anger that I, I think of. They're no longer in their place. But there, there's a way that you think through. And PT always used to teach us think through. And you're not always going to get thinking through right. But if you can have a moment where you pause. Where you pause and you think through. You just say, this person is acting wild or, or they're doing certain things and you just pause and you think through. This, this opportunity has come and you just pause and you think through. And then you're bold enough. You're also bold enough to act on what you think when it's from sound words. 